0: Hallelujah and praise the Lord. Good day to you here in my office. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. This is our Hebrews Bible study. We're in chapter 7. This will be part 9 today of chapter 7. Grab your Bibles, your pencil, your paper. Let's get ready with prayerful hearts, receptive hearts to receive the Word of God today in a way that will result in truth. We have long ago stopped learning just to say that's good. I've never heard that before and that makes sense. No, we are now, because of the message of the cross and a greater understanding of God's word through the light of the gospel, each and every Bible verse we look at through the gospel, uh, through that avenue alone, do we find the result of our learning truth. Paul told Timothy that in the last days the people of God would ever be learning but not able to come to the knowledge of the truth. The cross of Christ as the object of faith and focus and all scriptural knowledge and impartation and benefits is what makes the difference. I know this to be true because I loved the Word of God for years and studied the Word of God for years, but it never, many, many years, it never resulted in the experience of truth, the liberty, the freedom, and the proof of that is all that I used to teach about what you had to do. And and see, the church today, as the church has always been in this state for the most part, We we don't... Uh, stagger at the promise of who the Savior is and what He did to save us, but what we do stagger at and what we have in 99% of the church remains today to be staggering concerning is the way all of this great salvation works in our lives, How, how it works. Abraham never staggered at the promise but he surely staggered at the way the promise would actually work, how it would come about. He staggered it. He didn't stagger at the promise, but the avenue through which it would come, he staggered greatly. That's why he ended up in the tent with Hagar and produced uh, Ishmael, uh, the child of his flesh, because he staggered not at the promise, but the avenue through which the promise would come and works. Come on now, and that's what we've staggered at for 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 the last two thousand years in the church ages. I'm saved. I got this Jesus, the Son of God, and what He did for me is the Lamb of God. But how it how how this salvation works in our lives is where. The church is in disarray and and disunity and separated into all the different denominations and everything. Listen, we are called to be of one mind, one spirit, striving together for the faith of the gospel, speaking one thing. Hallelujah. And we can't do that. We can't do that unless we know what that one thing is. And that's the Son of God who became flesh and dwelt among us to be the Lamb of God to take away the sin of the world so that our focus could be upon Him. Not Him and, just Him. Hallelujah. For within Him we are complete (coughs) and in Him we have all that we'll ever need. So if we'll just get back to in Him, which means faith in His death at Calvary, then we'll be able to see the Scripture in their true light of righteousness and we can grow together and speak the same thing together and strive together for the faith of that gospel. And then we'll begin to learn how this salvation really plays out in our lives in more than a church service on Sunday and Wednesday. Come on now somebody, hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 7, this is part 9. The Lord's going to give us some good stuff today and I'm thankful for that, hallelujah. In verse 25 in Hebrews chapter 7, the Bible says, Wherefore, let's stop right there, do a little helpful teaching here about word play in the Bible, if we can call it that. But when we see the words therefore or wherefore, it's a good thing to remember. Look back there to go forward there, so we can go forward. When the Bible says "wherefore," we must look back where, where, where we were just looking, where God was just speaking to us, and what we were seeing. Where to go forward? There to go forward? Where to go forward? There forward? Where? forward. So, here we see wherefore, what for? Where? Look back where the Look at verse 24. But this man talking about Jesus because he continues forever, he was crucified, buried, but raised on the third day, and he continues forever. He'll never die again. Has an unchangeable priesthood. The priesthood that Jesus has Brought forth after the order of Melchizedek through the shedding of his own blood, he is now the eternal high priest without end. There will never need to be another changing of the guard, so to speak, a changing of the priest, a changing of the priesthood. The sacrifice of Christ was so perfect, it has created an eternal priesthood with an eternal high priest. He continues forever wherefore, that's what we look at when we read verse 25, wherefore, if we know that, where, okay, we can go forward. He is able also to save them to the uttermost that come to God by him, seeing he ever lives to make intercession for them. He ever lives to make intercession for them. Jesus is not begging the Father he, he is seated at the right hand of the Father. But and for years I thought every time I'd commit a sin or do a big piece of stupid, Jesus would look over and say, no, Father, it's okay now. that he's, he's one of ours. No. Get that out of your mind. That's not Bible. That's not how it works. The Bible here says because he ever lives. Just his being seated, seated means a finished work has taken place. You see that the old covenant priest, they never were seated. It was a continual. Continual, and then somebody would die, and then their sons, they would die, then their sons, and, 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 and continual sacrifices had to be offered because death was still there. And the blood of bulls and and, and goats never satisfied God. Hebrews chapter 10. So what we see here is that because Jesus offered himself the perfect sacrifice, the offering of his own blood. He was buried... After he died, he was raised from the dead on the third day, my friends, and now he reigns forever. He serves as high priest forever. It's an unchangeable priesthood and because of that he is able to save us to the uttermost. What he Listen, it's not about what God did yesterday. It's about what he threw his son in faith in that great sacrificial work of his son at Calvary, what he's still able to do today. You see, there's still a work that needs to be done in me and all of you. He he is going to now, because He lives forever, be able to save us to the uttermost. Hallelujah. He, He is able to save us to the uttermost. That means there will eventually be a day when we are walking in that uttermost salvation. When we see him and see him as he is, we become as he is. Hallelujah. He is able to save us to the uttermost. He He doesn't stop today uh, because uh, of, of a faulty priesthood. What he did at Calvary allows him to be our high priest to continue again today and if tomorrow comes again on that today to work in us and to continue this salvation in our our hearts and through our lives with the fruit to bear because he lives forever and he's able to save us to the uttermost. We need to understand that because he ever lives his life eternal is what he is making intercession for us through. He's not begging the father. He's not uh, pointing out oh, that's, uh, that he's ours father so uh, you know have mercy don't know. Jesus is our mercy. He is our grace. He is our holiness and purity. He is all that to us. Through his perfect sacrifice, his perfect humility and obedience in the laying down of his life and raising it up again by that commandment he'd received of the Father has now allowed God to exalt him above all things and allow him to be seated at his own right hand so that even now and forever he will ever live to make intercession for us hallelujah he ever lives to make intercession he's not, listen his intercession for all of humanity happened at Calvary That's where He stood in our place. When the Bible says if God be for us, who can be against us, that word for there means instead of us. If God sent His own Son, God the Son, and God was instead of us at Calvary, instead of us having to pay an eternal price for our sin, God was for us. God was instead of us. Uh, He offered His Son. He was for us. Let me say that again. If God be instead of you, who can be against us? Hallelujah. God stood in the place as Redeemer in His Son. God stood in the place as Savior in as his son, in the person of his son. Hear me, God was for us. God paid the price instead of us having to pay it. He sent his son instead of us. And if God is for us, who can be against us? So remember that he made our intercession. He interceded for us at Calvary. That's where he took all our sins upon him. That's why the earth got dark at the cross because the Bible says in Psalms 18 that he makes darkness his secret place. <laughs> Glory to God. And that what was a secret, was there was light in that darkness, the light of the Son of God laying his life down. Hallelujah. That's the place where light shines out of darkness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah, Jesus. It got dark when Jesus gave his life because the Bible says in Psalm 18, God's secret place is in darkness and His secret place is God, is His Son Jesus Christ taking on that which caused it to become dark, our darkness our sins and wickedness and iniquities, hallelujah it all happened right there at Calvary, that's where God interceded for us, glory to God and, and those who place their faith in Christ and what He did at the cross <laughs> oh how Hallelujah! Now they have a great high priest, eternal high priest, the Lord Jesus Christ, who ever lives to make intercession for us. His very life at the right hand of the Father is my intercession. Hallelujah. Because God interceded at the cross on my behalf all in Christ, took all the chastisement for my peace all the guilt and the the shame and all the the guilt and fear and everything that sin has has caused and, and, and it was all placed on the perfect Lamb of God who had no sin but became our sin offering, hallelujah that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him right there in that place, hallelujah, for we were crucified with Christ. Glory to God. We live by the intercession He makes for us with His life. That's why you've got to believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead on the third day because my friend, that's the faith that tells God you believe He paid the price for all your sins and that your sin couldn't hold Him in the grave, that He atoned for all your sin. Don't ever tell God that, that, that that I've I've sinned just too much to be saved, God. I, I I've seen some sin that's so great I, you could never forgive me of this or God said if you believe I raised my son from the dead on the third day then you must believe that he atoned for all sin sins you've committed, sins you may be in right now and sins you will commit later Hallelujah He ever lives right now at the right hand of the Father to be able to make intercession for you His life is your intercession Glory to God His life is your intercession He ever lives to make intercession intercession. Hallelujah. He's not working hard to intercede for you. His very life is your intercession. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Isn't that good stuff this morning? His life is is there as our intercession and because of that, because He has justified us through faith in His blood, glory to God, then we can walk in this place where we can grow and every day we can find ourselves experiencing this salvation a little bit more of this uttermost, being conformed into the image of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, being made conformable unto His death, hallelujah, praise be to God as we learn to look at the cross as the mirror God has given us uh, that we can look into the law, the perfect law of liberty from Genesis to Revelation and we uh, the perfect law of liberty, God's word from Genesis to Revelation in its liberating context which is faith in Christ and Him crucified. And 2 Corinthians 3 and 18 says as we behold that glory, we're changed into that that image by, by, from glory to glory as by the Spirit of the Lord. As we behold that glory of the Lord, we're changed into that image. And remember it's the, it's the image of the Son of God. And so that we don't run different directions with that, my friend. It's Listen, it's Philippians 3 and 10. We're being made conformable unto his death. We're a little bit more every day. We're finding the a little more of the humility of Christ. Uh, the submission of Christ working in our hearts that we might be humble and, and submissive, su- surrendered to God, given over to his way of righteousness. We find a little more of the victory provided us at Calvary at work in our lives. Hallelujah. We find a little bit more of this salvation at work to the uttermost. We're headed, my friends, to that uttermost place. Glory to God. We're headed to the land of uttermost, if you will. Uttermost. There won't be anybody there but those who've been saved to the uttermost. Not just a little, not just a little more, but in that day it'll be the land of God's great salvation to the uttermost. There won't be anybody there who's still got a little bit more work to be done, a little bit more flesh to be removed. It'll be done, completely done in experience. We will all be there and we will all have been saved to the uttermost. This is good news to those of you who are sick of you just like I am. I say it all the time. The number one reason I can't wait to get to heaven is so I can see my Jesus and be there where He is and be like Him. The number two reason, and this is the number two reason, for me, is that because I'm sick of me. Oh, I'm not just sick of the world and its sin. I'm not just sick of being in this world and and surrounded by its sin. I'm sick of me and all my big pieces of stupid. I still find myself functioning in. I still, uh, man, I still got problems. I've still got issues. I'm looking for some more today of that uttermost because I got a (laughs) faith... I got a faithful great high priest who's constantly at work trying to load me with the benefits and my friends, his benefits result in a little bit more of being like him. Hallelujah. Not another house, another car, another boat, another motorcycle. Thank God for the blessings of God but that can't become the focus. Our focus of being saved a little bit more, a little bit closer place to this being saved to the uttermost is there the fruit of Christ. Hallelujah not the fruit of where I go to church or who my preacher is or who I'm associated with in ministry the fruit of my Savior it's His fruit hallelujah He He did the work He He completed, perfected and finished the work hallelujah all the fruit in my life if God's pleased with it it's because it's by faith in that sacrifice glory be to God and I'm moving forward I'm running this race I'm, I'm headed toward the finishing line of this course uh, that's been set before me I'm going to keep this faith because only by keeping this faith am I going to find my great high priest at work in my life by His Spirit saving me a little bit more today to that uttermost place. Glory be to God. Oh, everybody that comes to God through Christ is going to be experiencing that uttermost, that uttermost, a little bit more of that uttermost. I mean, that means God's at work both in us both to will and to do of His good place. His good pleasure is that we be conformed into the image of His Son. Hallelujah. Not that we look like our preacher. Not that we look like the Apostle Paul. But that we look like Jesus. Hallelujah. He is the brightness of God's glory and the perfect express image of His person. Hallelujah. To the Lamb. He's the one I want to look like. He's the one. I want to talk like. He's the one I want to walk like. He's the picture. Not anybody. He's the picture. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. But Christ is ever living to make intercession for us. He's ever living because He was 110% humble and obedient unto death and that allowed Him to be raised from the dead. Hallelujah. That allows Him to function as the eternal without out, end, great high priest over all the priesthood of the believers who've come to God by Him, not come to God by Him and something, but just simply by Him. In Him is our completeness, not not in anything. Else. In Him we are complete. Uh, Colossians chapter 2. The Bible says in verse 26, for such a high priest became us who is holy and harmless, hallelujah. Uh, This was fitting for us. This is what we had to have. God didn't send a banker. God didn't send a psychologist. God didn't send an architect. God sent a redeemer, hallelujah, to redeem us from the curse of of the law. God sent a Savior to save us from our sins, from the devil, from an eternal separation from him even to save us from ourselves. God sent his Son as Savior of the world. Hallelujah. And and and, and this, this high priest we have, this Jesus is a high priest who became us, was fitting for us. Remember we couldn't be saved by do's and don'ts of the law because Our flesh was weak. God had to send His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, not as another sinful flesh but in the likeness of sinful flesh so that he could deal with our problem which is the flesh and he gave his life so we can be delivered from the sin nature and the flesh and live by the faith which he manifested in a love for us and the giving of himself for us Galatians 2 and 20 For such a high priest verse 26 here in Hebrews 7 became us, was fitting for us was what God made for us what we needed Who is holy, he's harmless, and that word means innocent. He's innocent. He never sinned. If anybody's telling you that Jesus committed a sin, there's so many lies of Satan today trying to get you to believe in another Jesus or not believe in Jesus at all. Listen, Jesus did this with Mary Magdalene and Jesus. Man, there's lies. Satan has produced so many lies that Jesus even has kids and some kind of physical lineage uh, in the earth today. That ain't nothing but satanic. What Jesus has came and provided is a spiritual kingdom has nothing to do with reproducing after his kind in the flesh but after the spirit (laughs) oh hallelujah the devil's a liar and one day all of those who've been saved to the uttermost will look upon him and say is that is that the one that deceived the nations and brought destruction to the nation is that the one I'm telling you that's why you don't hear me talking about the devil too much unless I'm just teaching you about what you got to be on guard from because of his schemes i don't sing songs to the devil i don't quote i, I listen I, I sing songs to my faithful heavenly father the devil he hears everything that's going on i don't need to say Let, let's sing this to the devil he hears everything but he, t- he tucks tail and runs when he sees my heart believing in the blood of Jesus for that's what sets him on a hike. Glory to God! Oh, he'll be back, but the time he gets back uh, again, the next time, and he'll be back. But when he gets back the next time, we'll be a little stronger in the faith by then. Hallelujah! Glory to God! For such a high priest, this Jesus, he's he, he, he became us. He befitting us is what was necessary for us, what we had to have. He's holy. He's harmless. He's innocent. He's undefiled. He wasn't defiled in any way, even when he was being reviled he reviled back not when he was being cursed he cursed back not he is separate from sinners that means he was not a sinner a lot of people today it's a kenneth copeland and that whole horde of liars that preach another Jesus that say Jesus had to become a sinner, literally become a sinner. That's not in your Bible. That's that's nowhere to be found. And here's another confirmation of that. He's separate from sinners. He was always separate from sinners. That means he never became a sinner. If he became a sinner, he's still in hell. You need to understand that. If Jesus was a sinner, then he committed a sin. Our sins didn't cause him to become a sinner he was the lamb of god that had our sins placed upon him and he dealt with that in death my friend right there at the cross not later in hell he went to paradise to get those who had been in a temporary holding place because the blood of bulls and goats couldn't do the perfect work Jesus had to come so and, and to be able to get them out so don't don't listen to all those liars who take scripture and twist it into their safety satanic meaning Jesus paid the price, finished the work as he hang on the cross in death. Hallelujah if you go that other route you my friend are following another Jesus and they're not they're not listen it's by no means just that they've got a few things wrong. it is not that. Paul said there would be people that came and preached other Jesuses by other spirits that would try to preach other Gospels that are not other Gospels. You need to understand that. These people do not just have a a few things wrong and everything else they say is right. It matters not if everything else they say is scriptural. If they get Jesus wrong, they don't have anything right. It's all evil fruit because they're not saved. It's not just they've got a little bit of it wrong. If Jesus became a sinner, my friend, then whoever believes that is not a Bible believer in God's eyes because that's not in the Bible. He took our sin upon Him. Look here again. He's undefiled. He's separate from sinners. That means... He came in the likeness of sinful flesh. Hebrew says He took part of the same. That means He didn't completely come as we are. He was born of a virgin. Remember, He, he, he wasn't reproduced by man after man's kind. If He had been, He would have been a sinner like us. But here the Bible confirms He was separate from sinners. He didn't have a sin nature because He wasn't reproduced by men. He was the. One born of a virgin of the Spirit of God. Always remember that. Don't fo- And if you follow these men and these women who teach that today, and if you want to know what I'm talking about, and you've never heard of what I'm talking about, just look up online on Google the Jesus Died Spiritual- Spiritually Doctrine. The Jesus Died Spiritually Doctrine. You'll see the hordes of preachers. I mean, how many times have we in our own deception and ignorance in the past told that Jesus had to go to hell to take the keys away from the devil? Jesus did that at Calvary in his death. He made an open show, triumphing over all principalities and, uh, and powers in his, in his cross, Colossians 2, 14 through 16. and Hebrews 2 and 14 says he took the power of death away from the devil in his death. He didn't have to go to hell and and fight the devil but see that's being taught but it's not in your bible. Praise be to God for what is in your bible and those God is able to bring back to just simply trusting in what the bible says instead of what men are trying to tell us the bible says that's the avenue uh, we don't listen. We have the anointing if we've been saved by the bible Jesus which died at Calvary and justified us by his blood in his death, not after he had, he didn't have to go do anything else to save us, He went and simply delivered those who were in a holding place because of what He'd already done on the cross. Hallelujah. This is good stuff and it only gets better. I'm glad you're watching and following along with us every time we share these broadcasts. Help publish them for the world to see. Hit the the share button and let everybody be a part of these Bible studies at least to have the option to be a part of them because we can't make anybody listen. We can't make anybody believe but we can sure give them the opportunity, amen. That's why we Christians are still here on the earth today. Praise God for every one of you. Thank you for your prayers, your financial support and those of you who God stirs your heart to give. You can do that at thecrosswaychurch.com or you can text the word GIVE to the number 903-231-5950. God bless you. I love you. I'll see you Thursday morning as we continue this teaching here in Hebrews chapter 7. But until then, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified. We'll see you then.